Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Yes, indeedy. It uh, was a better place when our TV shows were about cowboys instead yes, of warriors. Indeed. Harry Alexander and Bunker de France here on Amo Franzi's yes, Voices indeedy. of the West. And uh, our guest out of Hollywood is um, our own Todd Roberts. Mm-hmm. Howdy, Todd. Howdy, Gentlemen. Our yeah, Hollywood cowboy. everyone had a fabulous Christmas. Yes. And, uh, and was uh, treated to all the gifts they hoped for and some we didn't hope for yeah <laughs> including including not having to see relatives we don't care for you know that that in itself is a very good gift yeah 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 very neurologic i agree all right well let's get going here yeah, what are we uh, doing this today? is our last show for 2019 oh it, by the way it is it is it is our last show for 2019 well what am i doing the rest of the year then um uh, Go to the library. No, okay. Bunker, it, I, I'm sure you'll be able to uh, to uh, uh, occupy yourself at all of the Goodwill bookstore, used bookstores. Yes, he oh, does. yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm easily amused, you know, drying paint, uh, uh, a bird twerping in a tree. It doesn't take a lot. Well, um, for uh, uh, for this at this point, what we're going to do is cover 2019, the year in westerns. Yeah, the media of 2019, kind of, and uh, talk about those. Pardon me, and talk about what stuff we've watched and read over the past year. So some Um, will be some will be new, and some it'll be just be uh, looking back on mm -hmm. old favorites. But uh, I do need to tell you that coming up right after this program on VOW Radio is a new program called America's Fabric. And this is produced and uh, uh, done by a a colleague of mine, Charles Heller, who uh, does a swap shop radio program and uh, produces America's Fabric and America Armed and Free on a local Tucson radio station. You've been holding out on me, We're picking that up just today. And that, and awesome. we also have uh, coming up starting January one. There is a Voices of the West newsletter, and we sure love you to love for you to subscribe to that. Um, there'll be all kinds of neat things coming out with that, and uh, some other surprises in store for yeah. There'll be stuff on that that will never <clears throat> appear on the show. There is that, yeah, and then there'll so. be stuff that'll be redundant as all get out. All right, so uh, under twenty, uh, the end of uh, wrapping up twenty nineteen. Where do we want to start? Do we want to go with books? Let's just go all over the place. All right, uh, Todd, why don't you start us out? Well, um, I uh, I have to say that uh, um, the uh, <clears throat> first thing that I, I want to mention is the um, Coen Brothers. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on yes. Netflix. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people found it um, not interesting and not entertaining. A lot of other people did. I found it each one to be completely and utterly fascinating, mm-hmm. especially the opening one, which is your <laughs> 1940s um, B-movie cowboy, yeah. um, who's <clears throat> your hero, and 
Jimmy singing those, you know, is going along, and you're you're laughing with him at the absurdity of it all. Mm-hmm. Kind of a wrestler's rhapsody, and yep. then all of a sudden he goes up against the bad guy, and he shoots the bad guy, shoots and kills him. <laughs> and uh, you're like, what? Wait a minute, what? Um, each one was totally different. Some were a little darker, obviously, than others. It it did have for me a lot of the Twilight Zone mm, um, yeah. of years past and um, I would still say for for those of us um, who know it we we can commend it and love it and those of us who don't um, you should go out and see it is the the greatest time uh, time, time <clears throat> a Twilight Zone ever was the Lee Marvin Twilight Zone with him as the bounty hunter and uh, he goes into town, he's chasing this guy, walks into this little tiny bar. V, uh, Lee Van Cleef is the bartender. And uh, he says, you know, I'm looking for uh, so-and-so. And they say, well, he was here. And he gets kind of excited. He says, well, where is he? And he says, well, um, he died. But before he, he was, he was, I think he was shot or something, and he died. But before he died, he um, he left this gold uh, $50 gold piece or $20 gold piece here with us in the bar and he bet that you're too much of a coward to uh, go up on his grave at Boot Hill at midnight and uh, stand there and uh, Lee's like as his character is this tough bounty hunter and he says uh, that's, uh, that's ridiculous and he goes, at first he's kind of, I'm not going to do it. And then they're like, oh, so you're a coward. And <laughs> like he's like the, like the guy said. And uh, he says, um, oh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do it. And they're like, well, how are we going to know that you were really there? <laughs> he said, because I'm, he pulls out his bowie knife and he says, because I'm going to take this knife and I'm going to drive it in to the grave and I'll leave it there. And in the morning, everybody can go up there and see it. So uh, in the grave. So he goes up there at midnight, and um, and he does. And I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. But, oh, go um, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Ruin it. Ruin their year. <laughs> he takes the he takes the Bowie knife and he drives it into the grave, and he smiles with a big smirk on his face, like you know, I I, I you, you know I've won. You're dead, and I've won, and. He starts to get up, and, um, oh, by the way, they, they also said that the bad guy had said that you're not, you're too chicken because you, you're too scared to go up on the grave, and then if you are brave enough to go up there, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, his hand will reach out from the grave and, and mm-hmm. pull you into it or something mm-hmm. to that effect. And he gets up, he starts to get up, and something tugs on his coat, mm-hmm. and he has a heart attack and dies there from you go. fright. Yep. Happens really time in the morning, and what had put, tugged on his coat was when he drove the 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 Bowie knife into the grave, it caught the corner of his his duster coat, ah. and uh, it was his own making. But oh. it's it, go rent it, go find it, do mm. yourself a favor. Well, not to get off top. Not, not some real masters of acting, yeah. Lee Van Cleef. Uh, and Lee Marvin, and there's one or two others character actors you'll see in there that you'll really enjoy. It's masterfully done. Well, twi- it's Twilight, only about a half hour. Twilight Zones were always masterfully mm-hmm. done, and, and not to be beat a dead yeah. horse on this, but my, my two favorites are <clears throat> the one with uh, Burgess Meredith and the library. 
and uh, he has all the time in the world now to read oh, books, yeah. and he loses his glasses. He breaks him, yeah. Uh, th- yeah. That, that is one yeah. of my very favorites. My, my favorite. As well as Shatner's appearance. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, the, on the plane. On the airplane. Yeah. That was yeah. a great one. The one in the, with the jukebox is great, too. Yeah. One of my favorites is The Bridge, which is being done on several different anthologies, but it's the guy who's standing there about to be hung it's a civil war story mm-hmm. and he gets reprieved and it, you know it goes through his life and all that stuff and then at the very end he hits the end of the rope <laughs> well uh my other favorite i mean there are a lot of favorites but i always remember the one i don't know the name of the lead actor but uh he's a gangster and uh he's always pulling jobs and you know um is successful gets away with him um bank jobs he's a he's a bank robbing gangster in the kind of 20s or 30s in the big city and he finishes a job and he wakes up in his house and uh he realizes everything is uh uh he's i forget how he gets there maybe it's not his house but it's a beautiful like suite and everything's all white and he's trying to figure out how he got here and He's like, um, you know, wow, this is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful digs, and there's gorgeous women, and there's champagne and caviar, and and um, his uh, he's got a new friend, and that's Sebastian Cabot, who played Mister French mm-hmm. on Family Affair. Mm-hmm. Great, great English actor, and he's in an all white suit, white shirt, white suit, white tie, white shoes. The plane, the and, plane, uh, <laughs> and he, uh, yeah. And he, um, he's like, uh, uh, who are you? He goes, well, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nitty, uh, or whatever his name is. He, they give him some kind of Italian last name. And, you know, you're, uh, this is your, this is your new home. This is your new digs. And he goes, well, I don't want to be here. I'm going to leave. He goes, well, you have everything you want here. What do you mean? He goes, well, you have all the best furnishings, the best clothes, the beautiful women, the best food. He goes, and you can pull any job you want. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so he starts pulling jobs and that job after job after job. And he's like, every time he pulls a job, it's just, it, each job gets bigger and bigger and bigger and he never gets caught. And, you know, it's like he's, he's found the perfect way to do every job. Every robbery. And uh, finally, one day, he's laying on the couch, and he's got one woman, you know, feeding him grapes or some champagne or something. The other one's rubbing his feet, and he's starting to get stir-crazy. And he says, you know, uh, I'm getting a little bored. Um, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, I, I want to do something different. I want to leave. He goes, well, you know, you, you go do any job you want. He goes, well... Uh, you know, they're not as uh, thrilling as they used to be. I mean, uh, nobody, I, I never miss when I shoot, and I never, my driving is perfect, and everything I do is planned perfectly. There's no mistakes, there's no There's no thrill, there's no close calls, there's no potholes, no curveballs, nothing. <laughs> and he wow. goes, well, uh, Mr. Nitty, um, that's... That's um, what it. That's what this is. This is your, 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 your. You know your environment. And he goes, well, listen, I, I just didn't. Um, 
All right, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I want more close calls. He goes, well, it's, it's set up this way. You can't miss. You'll never get caught. You get everything you want. Anything. Any woman. Any job. Doesn't matter. He says, uh, I never thought heaven would be like this. <laughs> and Sebastian Cabot says, who says you're in heaven? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, let's take, <clears throat> I'm going to skip into, because actually this was a, was a pretty decent year for Westerns. There were a lot more made than I figured. Mm-hmm. And But one of the things, because I saw, I saw several of them. Most of them low-budget low studio. Well, you know. I, 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 and I don't mean that derogatorily. Yeah. Well, you know. This is the thing. I, 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 I notice the theme between all of these different westerns. Mm-hmm. They're really art house westerns. Okay. Because they have, they have some of them have great cast, mm-hmm. good directors. I mean, it's not it's not the you know the thirteenth uh, uh, generation of Tombstone <laughs> being made. It's these are uh, odd, quirky stories sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know. Takes a little thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and to be honest, you know, it's it's refreshing in a way. And there's still westerns. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with one, and that my my list basically is coming off of the cowboy and Indians uh, nominations for the best, you know, the best films, actors, what all. For and the for year. the uninitiated, that's a magazine. Mm-hmm. And they're, one of their nominations at Badlands, I'm going to run down the different nominations that it picked up. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, Mira Savino, uh, Best Script, uh, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Amanda Weiss, Best Director, James Lee, who also was the scriptwriter, and he was nominated for that. And I love the production company's name. Papa Octopus Productions. <laughs> and what else is it? Uh, oh, uh, Kevin Makeley was also in the stat cast. Bruce Dern, Wes Studi, Trace Atkins, Jeff Fahey. Mm-hmm. That's a classic Western cast. Yeah, yeah. That, it sounds good. I, I did not see that. Yeah. One, uh, I did see that is, I would not call it's not new, but it was new to me. Uh, we bit the bullet and watched Hostiles. Uh, oh, released in 2017. I love that uh, movie. Christian Bale. Um, two hours and 14 minutes, and that's about an hour and 14 minutes too long. What? I uh, the the movie. Oh, yeah, we disagree on that I, thing. I, I, yeah. Yeah. The movie. The movie. The story was good. It just took too doggone long to tell it. Yeah, I I, and I, I understand that because. You know, there's. I think there's people that love the. You know, just you know, get to the action, and I like that. Action is my favorite part. But there's something about just sitting there, looking at that magnificent northern New Mexico, southern Colorado country, no, and the not. way that it evolves. No, it's yep. not. Re, you know, it's not revealed. It's evolved. I understand that, uh, but uh, what I'm. Oh, I, I agree uh, with you. The story itself just took too long, in my opinion, yeah. to develop. Not that I'm any expert on it. But. No, it's not about being an expert, Harry. It's not about, and I'm not attacking well, your your position. I agree with your position. I think the difference is different people mm-hmm. uh, 
enjoy yeah. different no, no, aspects. No, I understand. It's and like, and uh, we, we do disagree on a lot of things. Yes, we do. Believe it or not. But it's fun. <laughs> and, you know, what's neat about that is the one scene towards the end when the old rancher and his sons have ridden up on him mm-hmm. and they're going to kill everybody mm-hmm. because he hates Indians and everything. Mm-hmm. And the gal pulls a gun on him and, and he yeah. laughs at her and he says, <laughs> a woman never shoot a man. Watch this. Bam! <laughs> that was great. Did you have something in there, Todd? Yeah, I, I have to tell you, gentlemen, that I disagree with you. I thought it was just masterful. Okay. Um, oh, I agree. And I think, and I think that um, I didn't think it was too long. I, it didn't bother me. It really didn't. I thought that uh, um, Christian Bale um, finally gave a performance that was um, way above himself. He and was channeling uh, Sam Elliott. It is the the when he finds when he. What he has to go through to reconcile with himself to do take this job on by taking this mm-hmm. uh, Cheyenne sure. back to his lands, um, and he has been West Studio um, again, yeah. talking to his commanding officer about how that that particular Indian uh, West Studio's character had. Um, gutted his best friend in front of him uh, in battle and how, you know, this is somebody that he's had to resist the whole time they've had him in captivity of not, you know, killing him in the middle of the night or something. Um, He has to, when he walks way out onto the prairie and uh, basically um, is got a little liquor in him and he has to go through that scene of reconciling it with himself and he's crying and howling mm-hmm. um i thought it was as real as um i've i've ever seen yeah. i've always thought he was a tremendous actor but i got that he's a real actor well you know that's that, one of the, in that in that scene that's one of the nice things about that picture too in the, that particular scene you were describing where his commanding officer uh you know, says you have to do it. It comes down to okay. Do you want to, do you want to retire? You want to yeah. get your pension? He has to compromise, and that's what that's his beginning of compromising. Uh, I, I agree with both of you, and uh, I, I believe the story was great. There's oh, no yeah. question. The acting was wonderful. Beautiful. The scenery was impeccable. It was just too long for me. That's when that's, you go get popcorn, Harry. Nah. Well, no. Nah. Yeah. It, you know. Uh, I mean, that happens. I mean, it does. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, some certain pictures, you watch a film like uh, Heaven's Gate, you mm-hmm. feel it's too long. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, no, I, say I disagree on that one. I loved Heaven's Gate, and it could have been longer. You know. Well, here's one thing we can't disagree on. It is time to take our very first commercial break. So we're going to do that. Todd, hang on the line. We'll be back with much more of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West right after these messages. Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best kept economic secrets in town. This 900 member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country featuring trap, skeet, five stand and sporting clays fields and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper 
run your business. Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Now Dan was born at an early age in good old New York town. He learned to ride the wildest bronco of them all on the merry-go-round. Six-gun Dan was an old cowhand, a wild and rough galoot. His finger was quicker than your eye could flicker when he started in to shoot. We are back on Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts in Hollywood. That and, song uh, is so cool, Harry. Uh, you amaze me there. constantly with your musical acume. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> and guys, I did manage to get out of the 1930s, 40s, and 50s uh, uh, in my t- my viewing uh, to... Uh, obs- wait, can't I'm, beat those ears, though. I know, you can't. To watch... Where the hell is it? There it is. To watch... Tell me about that Harry Curry one you watched. I will. Okay. One, I did, Todd, I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. Uh, you know... That's one of the Cowboys and Indians nominations, uh, Leonard DiCaprio for Best Actor. I got to tell you, now that was a long movie, but by golly, it was very, very enjoyable. And uh, everything, you (laughs) you were held to the edge of your seat by everything that was going on. And when I would see Brad Pitt driving the maniacal way that he drives, because he's a stuntman, it reminds me of riding with DeFrance. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Harry. Uh, well, uh, now that's that's uh, that's that's an interesting commentary. You know, I when I was watching it, I didn't really think about it, but I was talking with a friend about it, and he came away with a very interesting. Um, an extremely interesting take on this, mm-hmm. and uh, he says that um, it is a very conservative film, um, very conservative, and that it is um, the basically the 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 way that a um, the way that um, a conservative would have. Um, dealt with that if they had the the presence of mind and the resources and and so on. Hmm. And uh, I didn't think about it. And then I I I went back and watched it again. And I said to myself, My God, uh, that is really uh, an interesting take on it. And I agree with it. Hmm. And um, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, 
you know, um, in the same way that people said you could, you know, talk about Inglorious Bastards, but mm -hmm. um, his other film. Um, but this is not your typical Tarantino film. No, no, it and, is not. Uh, it, it's not, and I, I think that it's it chock full of action. A lot of, you know, it's chock full of say it, germinations of how the Western is made. Yes. Um, um, and in in that way, it's kind of that's kind of in some ways is what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's also about a time in this city that was a very strange time, very scary time. Uh, for me, I was you were there, yeah, eight years old. Mm -hmm. I had just come back from uh, my with my entire family. We came back from Tucson, shooting Monty Walsh the summer of uh, the summer of '69. Uh, and uh, uh, the Manson murders happened, um, and I always say this because I think that it's uh, an unfairly forgotten note in history that the first murders were the LaBiancas. Yes. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're almost, you know, no one talks about that. They mm -hmm. always talk about Sharon Tate mm -hmm. and... Uh, and it's also unfair that they only talk about Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jay Sebring was there as well. Yeah. Jay Sebring is is the one who introduced mm -hmm. uh, Sharon Tate to her husband Roman Polanski and um, and the other two people that were there who died that night. Um, and it's sad. Jay Sebring was a friend of my dad's. My dad, my dad was not a big drinker, so he didn't collect bartenders, but he collected um, barbers. Mm -hmm. And Jay Sebring was his barber, mm -hmm. uh, amongst many other barbers in this town. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, another thing about that evening was that people don't remember or know is is that Sharon Tate was incredibly funny. She had a great sense of timing. Mm -hmm. People have forgotten that. And they also don't know that she did everything she could to improve herself. Mm -hmm. She really, really wanted to be a movie star. And in her mind, to be a movie star, uh, you would do that by improving yourself and so on. Mm -hmm. And she did that uh, in many different ways. One of the ways she did that was she was, she was taking fencing lessons. And uh, she fenced with a very, very close friend of mine. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, this is this down at the Helms Bakery on Venice Boulevard. Back hmm. when there was a, this back is, when that was a huh. open space. Wow. This is an interesting thing too, because for, for the me, and just like for you, it was it, the movie's kind of personal, because I had gotten out of the Navy in '62, and then uh, by '65, I was fully committed to working in the picture business, and. Uh, it's one. It's always to me has been one of the hardest things for Hollywood to do is make a story about itself. They always seem to <clears throat> to, to get off, spin off into some kind of tangent. And uh, Tarantino, he caught the quirkiness and the oddness and the uh, the unexpected and the all of, all of these ephemeral things that makes up the industry and it's like you know you you see with the DiCaprio character here's a guy who who you know started out strong uh, and then his, his career it, it just ran out of steam and he's down he's doing bits and stuff now and it's like to me it's like one of the great ironies of the business is I love the silent era and the early 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
the silent era, you had all of these great action stars, cowboy stars, that by the 30s were doing character stuff and stuff like that. But there's something about that industry that it just draws you in and draws you in and you know it's like the DiCaprio characters probably said to himself a hundred times you know I should just go back to Indiana my dad has a <laughs> has a good business I can take yep. over the family yep. business but they don't they yep. stay and yep. they stay perseverance and then like, and the Brad Pitt you know, it's funny is, you he really captures that, the stuntman bunker. because uh, you know Jimmy Stewart used to Every time he went on the Johnny Carson show, Johnny Carson would always tease him. Uh, does you know? Have you talked to your dad lately? And he'd say, Yeah. He says, Is your is you still got a job back there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. My every time I talk to my dad, he always says, You know, son, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back here. And you know, this is even after he had made Winchester seventy three. Yeah. Well, Paul uh, Newman could always gone back to the hardware store. Probably paid him nine over nine hundred thousand dollars in yeah. the fifties alone. Yeah. Because he had he had back end percentages off the gross, um, so it's this very funny dynamic. And you're right, Drunker. It's a film that Hollywood doesn't make often, which is a kind of a truthful look of itself. Uh, Sunset Boulevard um, and some others uh, are like that. The Kirk and Douglas it's a one. Real look at Hollywood. Yes. Well, I've got another picture here. This is from the Cowboy and Indian nominations, The Iron Orchard. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Lane Garrison, Best Actor, Allie Corbin, Best Director, Ty Roberts. And this is an interesting story. This is a contemporary modern, or actually the 1920s. And it's based off of a book that's considered the Bible in Texas. Uh, it's about the early oil industry mm-hmm. and the beginning of you know the wildcatting mm-hmm. and all of that, and I I recommend this movie because I recommend the book. Both of them are just awesome. Well, and like I say, uh, most of my viewing has been in the nineteen uh, twenties and thirties <laughs> because <laughs> you sound like me now. Eric. I'm j- I'm just thoroughly enjoying them. I have uh, discovered these silence. I watched. Um, the Squaw Man, produced by Cecil B. DeMille, mm-hmm. the movie that is said to have started it all. That was uh, supposed to have been shot in Flagstaff, but it didn't happen because of the snowstorm. Yeah. That was in 1914. Well, uh, go ahead. I drove you by the uh, I drove you by the barn. Harry, yes, you did. That uh, is now the Hollywood Museum. Yes. That uh, be, was turned into a soundstage. Yeah. For Squaw Man, and I saw the, the street I, I saw from the uh, Hollywood Bowl at the uh, uh, Autry Museum. They have um, Demille's uh, camera, the Pathé camera, and uh, a portion of the script there on display. Also saw uh, Tumbleweeds, um, William S. Hart, and uh, that's a classic. Classic. That, that was most excellent uh, uh, viewing to, to see that. Um, Just to see Hart in anything is, is, is classic. Yeah, th- this was my very first William S. Hart movie to, to really get down and watch. The one that we watched uh, last night, um, 1925, The Prairie Pirate. <laughs> Harry Carey stars in this as a character called the Yellow Seal. He goes into banditry after uh, these bandits uh, kill off his girlfriend, or not his girlfriend, his sister, and uh, when he discovers it, he turns to a life of banditry, as they call it, mm-hmm. uh, until he can find the the leader of the gang who um, caused his sister to commit suicide. 
That's, so. you know, that's one of the, the unique things about Hart and Carey is they both played that bad guy mm-hmm. who, by the end of the picture, is a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's redeemed. So that and uh, uh, also uh, we have gotten into watching serials. <laughs> these the, witties, the, cereals. The, the, these, uh, the, well, you know, I've always loved to watch Flash Gordon and uh, uh, Dick Tracy. Love those. Yeah. But discovering the Western serials. Of course, there's some that I've already seen, and we showed down at the uh, uh, down at the ranch. Uh, the vigilantes are coming. Uh, Gene uh-huh. Autry's uh, Phantom Empire, uh, Winners of the West from 1940, Dick Ferran. King of the Texas Rangers, slinging Sammy Baugh. Slinging Sammy Baugh. Boy, I tell you what, he he, he is, could sing. He, well, yeah, and just, so that's just some of the the goodies. You know, you, know, you just gave me an idea, Harry. We're going to do a serials. Well, you know that, that besides <laughs> that, but Phantom Empire. That should be every dad and granddad should be required to sit down and watch it with his son or mm-hmm. grandson and talk about it. Because that is that was so much when I was a kid, all the serials I saw, that was to me the most fun. Speaking of getting back to the ranch in time to do the broadcast, we have to do our <laughs> we, <laughs> What a beautiful I like segue. that segue, did you? Yeah. We have to do our uh, next commercial break here. Todd, hang on the line. We will be back with much more of Amal Franzi's voices of the West right after these very important messages. management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company. Property managers you can trust. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. He recently served two tours in Afghanistan, where he received a bronze star for heroism and a purple heart for injuries sustained in combat. He recently left military service, and now he's unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Many of our men and women in uniform gave up good jobs and careers to join the military and take up the fight for freedom around the globe. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Please join with the American Legion, the nation's largest veteran service organization, in recognizing that veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. The training and experience they receive in the military is second to none. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Hello? 
I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horses Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses. So they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. You're not going to use the story, Mr. Scott? No, sir. This is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. This is the Voices of the West. Rider coming. Rider coming, <laughs> Mr. Cannon. <laughs> It's Vamel Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France here. Todd Roberts in Hollywood. And uh, this is our... You know, speaking of writer, I think that I've, I can make it out. I think it's... Yes, it is. It's Todd Roberts riding up to the High Chaparral Ranch. <laughs> uh, well, you know... Well, gentlemen, <coughs> unfortunately, I, I, I'm coming empty-handed. Yeah. So I, I, I don't have any, any, any gifts or, or bounty. Did you bring a Did you bring a, a, a jug of mescal? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that I've got some type of hooch. There you go. There you go. Well, Always welcome. <laughs> let, let's 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 veer off of the trail for a moment. Okay. Because we were talking about this just before the show started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to run through. This is kind of a little tri- uh, triumph for us. Some of the books yes. that were outstanding here, yes, and I'm going to mention the books that we did interviews with the authors on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a coup for us. I think so. Yeah, these were now these some of these come from True West magazine from their picks. Some are from uh, the Western Writers uh, Award winners from uh, True West. I will not surrender the hair of a horse's tail. The Victorial Campaign by Robert N. Watt. And that was the best warfare. Arizona's deadliest gunfight, draft resistance, and tragedy at the Power Cabin, 1918, by Heidi J. Osselier. And that was best uh, law and order history. Uh, Frontier Fair, the golden elixir of the West, Whiskey and the Shaping of America by Sherry Monahan and Jane Perkins. Uh, and that was uh, Best Food Fair. And then Junior Bonner, The Making of a Classic, with Steve McQueen and Sam Peckinpah in the summer of 1971 by Jeb Rosebook with Stuart Rosebook. And that was Best Western Film Book. Then there was Cowboys, Creatures, and Classics by Chris Enns and Howard Kazajian. And that was Best Art Illustrated Film. Uh, then this is from... Uh, 
This is a, a spur winter, win, a river of porcupine by G.K. Albert, best uh, historical novel. And this is a personal favorite of mine and Harry's. The Cowboy President, The American West and the Making of Theodore Roosevelt yep. by Baco F. Blake. That was a spur finalist, yep. and it was a Will Rogers medallion winner. Yes, it the was. The big gold booty. Yep. Uh, Dallas Lightning by Johnny Boggs. That was uh, uh, juvenile history, or juvenile fiction, excuse me. Uh, and then this is going back to some true West. Shotguns and stagecoaches, the brave men who rode for the Wells Fargo in the Wild West. And John Bessinger, we didn't do that one. We should do him mm-hmm. get him. And then our favorite... Doug Hawking, The Black Legend, George Bascom, Cochise, and the start of the Apache Wars. And that was Best American Indian History. It also was a Spur finalist and a Will Rogers, uh, I think it is either a winner or a finalist. I don't remember. That just happened just down the road a piece from us. Yeah. Good old Doug. Anyhow, that's that's, uh, hitting our literary background here. Yes. And uh, I think we've done that quite well. Well, thank you. <laughs> we, in fact, we've had uh, most of those authors on the air. Every one of them except for two mm-hmm. have been on the show and talking about the very books that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, I did, I, I, did I mention Line in the Sand? No, you did not. I didn't. Well, I should have because that was one of the books that uh, one of the early writers we had on. And that is, I think that would make Possibly one of the best Alamo movies ever made. Mm-hmm. It's just so well told. It's so visual and vivid. And it's, you know, it's not about Davy Crockett and Santa Ana. It's about the men who defended and died at the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. It was a great story. Uh, yeah, let's see. Well, I have two books I want to throw in there. Yes, um, please. I want to throw in um, the... Uh, the book on um uh i have it here hold on um it's basically this it's a it's uh it's a collection of stories called florida by a gentleman um by uh by a woman called laura groff and she it's just a if you ever been to florida know florida you know, it's a little different. Uh, Harry knows it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, um, he does. You know, um, things Pirate of the keys. that don't happen in other places. Yep. Um, things are acceptable in Florida that are not acceptable in other places. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's just a, a strange place. It's a collection of stories, mostly funny. And um, I, I would strongly suggest wa- uh, um, uh, reading that. Um and then the other one is um, I discovered a brand new um, um, oh the other book is called The King of California which is the story of J.G. Boswell and the making of the secret American empire mm-hmm. he basically was the king of California he ran he controlled um, the San Joaquin Valley in 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 California, which is the breadbasket of the United States, hmm. many people would say. Mm-hmm. Um, he just was um, a very unique person. Uh, he kind of rose to power and uh, held on to it for years. He was kind of unassuming 
Um, you know, you didn't look at him and go, oh, you know, he's scary. Um, but he was very powerful. And um, he uh, he just built this empire of this um, California that um, to this day is still unsurpassed. Not too many people know about it. And um, it's you still go into the town my, my mother was raised in. Although she was born in Oklahoma, she was raised in a little town called Corcoran. Mm-hmm. And when you go to Corcoran, uh, you pull up. Uh, there's there's a little split off the highway, and then from there, uh, there's a little turn off of that high that kind of highway into the town. And um, there's a couple big feed uh, drains uh, grain silos, and one of them uh, is. Um, sitting right there and on the side of it all it says is boswell it's very prominently displayed and um when you're a kid you just think "Ooh, how'd that person get their name on there (laughs) Um, but once you or what does that mean mom i always say and she used to always say that's the boswells um i never really understood it and you read this book you understand the grasp uh that they held on that part of california um and the San Joaquin Valley, which is produces more pistachios than Iran, I got some produces more cotton mm-hmm. and roses than any other state in the country. Um, people always say, you know, Texas is the biggest cotton state. California is. Um, the other one I want to mention is the Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, by David Graham. The story of the uh, Osage murders. When they discovered uh, oil on the Osage reservations um, in Oklahoma, and which eventually led to just tremendous, tre- tremendous uh, um, uh, bad behavior uh, a part, uh, on the part of many bad actors, basically um, getting um, the oil. Um, deeds signed over to them and then killing the American Indian chief uh, who would resist them. Uh, but then you also had the U.S. government behaving the horribly. The um, mm-hmm. Many chiefs who were not willing to um, sign over all the rights for a small pittance of royalties um, were deemed um, uh, crazy deemed um, not in control of their faculties, institutionalized in mental institutions, so that they could then find somebody to, uh, you know, the court would then say, well, that person, uh, we can't find anybody else to replace him, so we'll just be turn him into a ward of the court, and we will administrate it. And there was a lot of underhanded dealing going on, a lot of judges, a lot of prosecutors, a lot of city uh, uh, county attorneys and uh, government officials all getting their their uh, shall I say slice of the pie in those More dealings detail. and <laughs> not getting not getting the the money good to go where where yeah. it should go yeah. well it's and in I pre-production that, now so we should be able to see it in our theaters mm-hmm. probably yeah. next year yeah. well it also um, the Justice Department sent down uh, Agents to investigate it and try to get to the bottom of it. Eventually, they solved it. But out of that came the birth of the FBI, which is the other part of this story. And it's a great testament to 
the men in the FBI who went unheralded, uncomplimented, and un- unmonetarily bonused for tremendous work, uh, painstaking work that deserves a tremendous amount of applause. Um, the last book I want to mention is um, I discovered a brand new architect who is truly in, in, I know you guys think I'm a little crazy. Um, you are. Mary Jane. A lot crazy. Well, thank you. Um, Mary Jane Coulter was the great female architect who built all the Fred Harvey mm-hmm. institutions up and down the rail lines that Harvey had uh, the concession to build all these great places up and down the rail line and mm-hmm. Route 66. The other great female architect um, was Lillian J. Rice, who built Rancho Santa Mar- Santa Fe in Southern California down near San Diego, hmm. which is a community that re- still exists to this day. It is a Spanish colonial, um, shall I say, community. Um, and all of the, many of the houses she built down there uh, are on the National Historic Historical Register. Wow. They're still enacted, to, they're still alive today. You can go to those homes. Hmm and go to that community. The office that she built, um, uh, once the office was, the building was done, um, it was turned into a school, and then from a school, it is now a, um, it's a little mall. It's a little mini mall. Mm. It's a, um, a beautiful, historically correct Spanish colonial structure, and it's full of little stores, barbershops, and uh, ladies' clothing stores, and other types of small shopping boutique stores that is so Um, cool fabulous book and it's called uh lillian j rice architect of rancho santa fe california by diane welch who um is uh an english woman who has a degree in architecture and has spent most of her life studying spanish colonial architecture monterey style Hmm. and mexican colonial all which kind of uh, shall we say, connect in a matrix of similar styles here in Southern California. And well, time for our last break. Interesting. Yes, we have to do our final break here. So, Todd, hang on. We'll be back with much more of Amal Franzi's Voices of the West right after these important messages. Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. Hi, this is Joe Montagna. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. 
Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Old Western Radio Theater every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time only on the Voices of the West. B.O.W. Radio. I want to hear the wind blow over my campfire, brushing the smoke away. Rolled in my blanket there by the campfire, waiting the break of day. I want to I could listen to that stuff all day long. And in I, fact, I do. I, you know, I agree. I was thinking as I was listening to that, I would love for us to do a program where we just played the whole dang thing, you know, and, and just kind of sit back and enjoy it, because I know our listeners would. Well, that, uh, for the uh, those wanting to know, that was uh, Johnny Bond, very, very, very yes. famous uh, Western musical artist back in the 30s. And, and played 40s. with all the great cowboy yes, singers, did. yeah. And uh, so that one was called Open Range. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts here on Abel Francis of Voices of the West, or the last show of uh, 2019. Well, I've got another movie here that's a Cowboys and Indians nomination. Oh, right. And I saw this movie, and I enjoyed it. And it's on a topic that I'm really uh, critical, and that's, it was called The Kid. Ah. And which would make you think, well, maybe it's about Billy the Kid, and it is. But it's really not about Billy the Kid. It's about a kid who is, uh, is seeking revenge for what, these vile people did to his sister and he's kind of torn between getting Pat Garrett to do the deed or getting Mr. Bonnie to do the deed Mm -hmm. but uh, it was nominated for best picture best actor Ethan Hale excuse me Ethan Hawke who has done several really good westerns over the last few years best supporting actors uh, Dwayne DeHaan who plays Billy the Kid and does a nice job Chris Pratt who's the vile villain and then best supporting actresses uh, Lila George and then best director Vincent Frio, who also is trying to his next project hopefully will be a western he's kind of fallen in love with him and he does a really a fine job and then best script uh, Andrew Lanham and one of the things I got to say is it was shot in New Mexico uh, shot up around Santa Fe but it was also shot down around Lincoln and it really captures the look of the country and the land because the buildings are the actual buildings. Wow. You know, and it's yeah. and it's so neat. You see these old ranches, the roads. Uh, the story is, it's not 100% accurate, but then there's, I don't think Hollywood has never made a true, <laughs> true, true story. It's entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've got another one here, which oh. I also saw, and uh, this one comes highly recommended, very highly. Uh, it's another Cowboys and Indians nomination. It's a contemporary story called The Mustang, and Todd, if you haven't seen it, you should rent it. Uh, But nominated for Best Actor is Matthew 
Schnatterotz. I don't know. I didn't I don't think I did that. Schoonerts, I think. I can't pronounce his name. Anyway, uh, best uh, supporting actor, Bruce Dern, who does a marvelous job. He does it in everything, but this is it. Best supporting actress, Gidea Dinas. Best director, Laura de Clermont Tanare, French girl. Best script, same person. Uh, and this is a this is a funny thing. This is this is really truly an American story, and it's about it's about the uh, horse breaking rehabilitation mm-hmm. work that the prisons do oh, okay. with, with guys. Yeah, and uh, and it really does. You know, and I won't say wild horse. I'll say feral horses mm-hmm. because that's what they are. But it's it's breaking them and then you know rehabilitating them mm-hmm. for public use. And the produ- this is the this is the irony though. The production company was a French production company, <laughs> but they the the look of it it's got that you know that depressing look, sure. but entertaining of yeah of a, of a prison story. I mean, it could be Jimmy Cagney in the 1930s, except it's not. Yeah. Uh, what, one other movie I need to throw in here, a silent that I uh, viewed uh, from 1915, uh, Tom Mix, Roping a Bride. Oh, yeah. Club Mix. Nice. Uh, it's a, it's an only an 11-minute film, but, um, it's, but a full it's highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. Yeah. Well, I've got another CNI uh, nomination here, okay. and this one also comes highly recommended. Called "Never Grow Old." It was Best Actress nomination for Deborah Franconi. Hello. Best Supporting Actor John Cusick, who has been on a pretty good role here, uh, doing westerns the last couple. He won a he won he got a, a couple big nominations last year. Won a Golden Globe. For one, and the, the interesting storyline is it's about his uh, Kusick is an outlaw, has a gang, takes over an Oregon town, but it's just, it's how the town reacts to it. And one of the main protagonists is the undertaker in the town who is doing quite well business wise, uh, burying people for the outlaws. But again, it's a very interesting, very well structured. We uh, kind of lost Todd there, and I want to bring him back. Oh, bring him back. Where'd he go? Before we... Are you there yet, Todd? Nope. I don't know what happened to Todd. I don't know. He's just gone. Well, while you're trying, I'll I'll bring up another one. This is Wild Rose, uh, CNI nomination, Best Actress, Jesse Buckley. I don't have much information on that one. And then this 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 is one that's... Yeah, may possibly right bring up a uh, some Academy Award nominations, maybe, maybe not. Golden Globe. It's called The Wind, uh, and it's uh, nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress Caitlin Gerard, Best Supporting Actress Julia Golda uh, Tellis, Best Director Emma Tammy, Best Script Teresa Sutherland. It's kind of a woman's production, but it's about the women of the prairie and how the isolation. Mm-hmm. And it's about how the isolation uh, has a tendency to drive people a little crazy. And uh, it has kind of a supernatural element to it, but that's a good one to catch. And are you with us, Todd? Yes, he's with us. We're rapidly running out of time, um, so... We'll give it to him. What do you got there, Todd? Todd? Hello? 
Todd? He was there. Are you with us? Hello? He was here. He was just here. Okay, well, wasn't one, he? one last picture here. I want to mention this one, Bud Quantum. Uh, in color, obviously. It's a Canadian production company. Uh, director and script by Jeff Barnaby. Uh, it's about the... It's Actually, it's, it's a contemporary. It's a zombie apocalypse. Uh, and the last holdout against all of this is a crow is a red uh, indian uh, reservation village of red crow and they seem to be amused or immune by to the zombies anyhow that's it that's it, that's it for this edition the 2019 edition of emil franzi's voices of the west on behalf of todd robertson bunker de france i'm harry alexander we'll see you in 2020 so long <laughs> Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.